What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, what is going on, everyone? It is a Thursday night. We're gearing up for tomorrow night, this massive showdown at Viejas Arena between San Diego State and New Mexico. We're reacting to what we saw Tuesday, that remarkable second half for the Aztecs. Uh, and some news and notes just to share with you. I caught up with Brian Dutcher this evening on San Diego Sports 760, as I typically do on Thursdays throughout the conference schedule, um, talking about where this team is and what's ahead and answering some questions from people um, on phones and via text. So there is a lot to get into, and uh, I look forward to doing it with everyone over the next 45 minutes or so. I think we should start, obviously, with Tuesday night. I mean, <laughs> have you really seen anything like it? I mean, I think there's examples. I mean, the Aztecs have found every way under the sun over the years to beat people, um, and they've used every combination of ways to do it. And what we saw Tuesday was just unbelievable. I mean, a literal game of two halves right i mean we say that a lot but this thing really was just that um do appreciate the, the super from kevin i'll get to it in a moment thank you kevin guys if you're here before we get started uh whether you're here live or on replay please subscribe you're on content for you for aztec fans so if you're here subscribe smash the like button for me follow me on twitter at john schaefer uh, appreciate the super chats click the dollar sign below the chat box uh, you can become a member as well by clicking join down below, you get custom emojis and badges. And before we go anywhere, if you want the brand new Catapult U shirt, kind of like fakely standing up, hard to see, but it's awesome. Um, from Sons of Montezuma, supporting the Mesa Foundation, fits like a glove, this is size large, I'm a 6'1 male. Um, but it fits great, really soft, cool material, really well done by Sons of Montezuma, supporting the Mesa Foundation. Uh, you can click the link pinned to the top of the chat, or it is in the description down below. Pick them up. Show your support of uh, the Mesa Foundation of San Diego State student-athletes. It benefits San Diego State men's and women's basketball players. All proceeds go to the Mesa Foundation. Every single penny of the proceeds from the Catapult U t-shirt. I saw two of them, by the way, at Viejas on Tuesday. Hope to see more uh, tomorrow for the blackout. Remember to wear black tomorrow and hope to see them in Vegas, senior night, um, Mountain West tournament, hopefully NCAA tournament. So pick them up, support the Mesa Foundation. Uh, we can talk a little bit of NIL here tonight, um, Brian Dutcher touched on that tonight on his coach's show and the importance of it. San Diego State, I just heard Jeff Smith, who's the president of the Mesa Foundation on Sons of Montezuma, saying that, um, you know, while they're having a lot of success with the foundation and the collective, and they're having some remarkable success. I mean, they're doing really good work with the community and with 
um, fans of the Aztecs and with community partners and organizations. I, I still think, I think Dutch said tonight that San Diego State, I think, is fourth in the Mountain West in their collective. So, and I think Jeff Smith said the same thing tonight with Sons of Montezuma. So, you know, now is the time. I mean, it, now is the time to support these collectives. I mean, the Mesa Foundation is critically important to the future of San Diego State men's and women's basketball. So make a difference. Go to um, mesafoundationsd.org. Is it .org or .com? Hold on. Let me check that out real quick. Mesafoundation.org. Um, mesafoundationsd.org. Um, or again, click that link pinned at the top of the chat. Pick up a T-shirt. Support the collective. Get a cool item in return as well. Um, okay. Before we get sidetracked, let me start with this super chat. Thank you, Kevin. Good to have you here. Appreciate your support of my work. He says three field goals, 11 points. Just wow. He's obviously talking about Colorado State's second half. It was um, a thing of beauty. I think Dutch said... Did I read that he said it was as good of a half of a basketball as he's seen while coaching? I mean, it, it was that good. It was a one-in-a-thousand type half. I mean, against a really quality opponent, not, not a good team or an average team. I mean, an NCAA tournament team is what Colorado State's going to be, and they've got one of the premier players, not just in the conference, but in the country, in Isaiah Stevens. He didn't score in the second half. It's a credit to Lamont Butler, and not just Butler, but they switched everything. So really the entirety of the defense there in the second half and – plus 27 rebounding and a 41-11 scoring advantage and 22-11 to advantage for Jaden Ledee. Jaden Ledee outscored CSU 22-11 in the second half. I mean, there's just a zillion things. Crowd was unbelievable in the second half. And while it probably wasn't technically a must-win in terms of making the NCAA tournament, it was a must-win to vie for a Mountain West regular season title, which is still tough and is still going to have you know challenges ahead for all these teams. But um, had to have it to win a Mountain West regular season title, and they get it. Um, from, from a resume perspective at large, all that was huge. I mean, it's a quad one win currently. Colorado State holding on to quad one status. They're 30th. They have to stay in the top 30 for it to be quad one since the game was FVA Haas. But no matter what, quad one, quad two, it's just a really good win for the Aztecs. And the way they pulled it off, I thought was special because Jaden Ledee only played about seven minutes in the first half. And they kept him on the bench because of fouls. And then he just was dominant in the second half. But it wasn't just Jaden, obviously. You saw Darion in his two-man game with Jaden. I mean, Lamont's defense and some of the plays that he made over the course of the game. Jay Powell, I mean, what can you say about Jay? He's had some instrumental roles, I would say, in some of the biggest Aztecs wins of the season. Blocks, offensive rebounds, loose balls. You've heard me say it before. Filling some of that Aguilka rope role. Different players, both uniquely talented, both um, – have the type of skill set that just wins you games, right? The type of player that makes the extra play that can be the difference between winning and losing. Um, so it was really encouraging. I mean, it was really, really encouraging. It would have been easy to not win the game, right? Like it would have been easy at the half trailing by 14 to be like, you know what? Not our night, but that's not how San Diego state is built. It's not how they play. Um, they're going to play themselves back into a game, especially at home. And, they remain perfect at home here in 2024. So it doesn't get easier, obviously, with New Mexico looming tomorrow, the blackout. Um, who else is still coming here? Boise State's coming here on senior night, San Jose State. So, I mean, you know, two of these three, at least, upcoming are really challenging, beginning tomorrow night with New Mexico. But, yeah, Kevin, thank you again for your support, and you're 100% right. I mean, just wow. I mean, what can you even say? I'm literally paid to talk on the radio, and, you know, I've been doing these – pre and half and post game shows for San Diego state for what is my seventh basketball season, seventh or uh, seventh. Yeah. Since Brian Dutcher's first game 
as head coach. And there have been some amazing games. There really have. But th this was a special game. I mean, there's a lot of special games, but this was a special game. In terms of the regular season, it really was. Um, let me get to another super chat here from TMAC. And uh, appreciate you guys hanging out here. So uh, let's see here. TMAC, thank you. Really do appreciate it. He says, I loved the exclamation point that Ladine made when he stuffed Isaiah Stevens one-on-one. -on -one. Two potential conference player of the year candidates. Yeah, that was... There were so many big defensive plays in the second half. It was hard for me to keep track. I'm glad you mentioned it because I'd kind of forgotten about it. But there were a series of really spectacular defensive plays in the second half. And, and that one from Ladee is a really good illustration of what the Aztecs did. Um, you, you know how good San Diego State can be at its ceiling, right? A among the best teams in the country. I mean, their full body of work right now is among the best bodies of work in the country, right? Top 15-ish, top 20 caliber. I mean, that's that's really, really good. Metrically, um, better suited today than a year ago today. Think about that. Again, doesn't guarantee the future, but that's where they are metrically speaking. Wins and losses, very comparable to a year ago. This league is better. Um, so, you know, comparable, though, to a year ago. And I, I think if the season ends today, it's Jane Ladee's award. Now, it's not over, and Utah State is a game better than San Diego State, and with this bunched-up standings in the Mountain West, and there's a lot of really good players. Um, Greg Asabor, obviously, at Utah State's had an amazing year. Jaden Ledee has had a All-America caliber year. Isaiah Stevens, All-America caliber year. We're missing a ton of players. I mean, um, a ton. Tyson Dagenhart, obviously, at Boise State. Jalen House, Jamal Mashburn Jr., Donovan Dent, and we should get into Donovan Dent, who got nicked up at the end of the game Tuesday against Nevada in that um, – Come from behind win for them late. Really a very impressive win on the road for New Mexico. Um, a game they kind of had to get for their tournament resume. So um, I'm with you. I think if the season ends today, it's Ladee, but things can change. I mean, if San Diego State finishes in third, fourth, fifth place in the league, I don't think he gets it. I think if they finish in first or second place, he probably does get it. I think if Colorado State can somehow come back and win this thing, it could be Stevens. I think if Utah State runs away with it or wins it by a game or two, it could be Asabors. So it'll be determined. Um, but we know what Ladee is for this team. We know what he's capable of. He's a top 30 player in the country right now, according to uh, the Naismith midseason um, watch list that came out today. He's one of 30 on that list. I, I think he will be an All-American this year. Uh, of course, San Diego State last had one with Malachi Flynn, I think second-teamer, AP second-teamer um, in 2020. And Jaden, if he can finish this off over the next month, I think is absolutely ticketed for an All-America season. And, um, yeah, he had it just um, – what a what an impact on the game. What an impact he made. 22 points and a half. And um, truthfully, I think he probably, you know, maybe he could have even scored more than that. You know what I mean? If he got to the free throw line in the final minute. or I mean, it was just amazing. And he didn't just do it low post. He hit some shots from the outside. Uh, he scored in transition. It was and ones. It was getting to the free throw line. It was everything. It was everything that you'd hope to see is what you saw from Jaden Ladee at both ends, especially in the second half on tuesday so thank you team i appreciate your support of the channel um i'm trying to think here where to start okay so yeah brian dutcher on for about 25 minutes tonight um we touched on him you know a myriad of topics from how good the aztecs played obviously and how they kept their composure on tuesday night by the way if you want to find it go to sportssd.com and search for the aztecs wrap-up show it's a little confusing because this is the wrap-up show and i have a wrap-up show on the radio as well, but you can find it, uh, iHeartRadio app. You can listen to it live um, Thursday nights, but you can find it on the iHeartRadio app. Search for the Essex Wrap-Up Show with John Schaefer if you want to listen back to it. Um, but obviously touched on the win. Um, 
talked about what's to come here with New Mexico, the way the Lobos have played the Aztecs over the last couple of years, how dynamic they are on offense, on offense, which makes it hard to game plan and prepare and defend, as we saw at the pit a few weeks ago when New Mexico scored 88 points against San Diego State. Talked about um, the future of the conference schedule. I, I just want to get Dutch's opinion on 18 league games as opposed to 20. There's been a lot of chatter from media members that cover the league, I would say, in the last week about a desire. I think this is more from the media member. Now, we've we've heard about the league potentially angling to play 20 league games. Why? Because it's a true round robin. And two, it helps fill home schedules for teams that otherwise would have to try to get guarantee games or home and homes that have hard times doing it. I'm talking about like a Wyoming, Utah State. Um, not talking about San Diego State. San Diego State does not have a hard time scheduling. Their scheduling is a big reason why they've had really quality metrics in recent years. Um, but Dutch you know, had the same opinion as me, which is we prefer to play as few conference games as possible because it protects our ability to schedule the non-conference. And what teams have done recently in the non-conference is why the league's metrics have been so good. So as opposed to a quote-unquote true regular season champion, I'd much prefer what they're doing right now. I mean, the league got four teams in the NCAA tournament two years ago. It got four teams in the NCAA tournament last year and a team to a national championship game. It's going to get four or more this year. Could get as many as six. Um, clearly is in line for four. Could get, you know, I think it's very possible, if not probable, that the league ends up with five. It's working. Why would you change it? It just doesn't make any sense to me to change the conference schedule. You know, is it unbalanced? Sure. But, um, and does Utah State not play at Nevada this year? Or, yeah, sure. But, I mean, do you want San Diego State, for example, in this year playing a game against Wyoming and Air Force? A, the game in Laramie is challenging. And B, you don't get rewarded for winning it because the metrics wouldn't support it being even a good win. So you're not playing two teams that metrically would drag you down. And there's very little um, reward in even winning those games. And there's tons of risk in potentially losing either of those two games. And, you know, while everyone wants to win a regular season title and hoist a banner, you'd also want to see San Diego State make the NCAA tournament and not just make the tournament, but be seated appropriately and maximize their regular season to get an appropriate seed, which allows them to make a run. What's more important? a seed and a selection or a true round robin that weighs down your metrics. Like I just don't prefer the true round robin. Don't get me wrong. I want to see San Diego state win a regular season title, but if they come in second pace, second place because of an unbalanced schedule, but that affords them the opportunity to play Gonzaga and BYU. I think you have to live with it because you're, you know, you're allowing yourself to have one of the top 10 non-conference strength of schedules in the country by playing teams like BYU and Gonzaga. If you add two conference games, one of those games is coming off the books. It just doesn't, the math doesn't work. And people will tell me, well, no, they, they played two non-D1 games. Or what about a guarantee game at home? No, well, they have to play guarantee games. They have to play a certain number of home games in a year. They have season ticket holders, right? They go to the games. So you can't only play high, you can't only play Gonzaga's in the non-conference. It has to be, scheduling is an art. And you have to couple a non-D1 game, which doesn't hurt you in the metrics, with some guarantee games, with a neutral court MTE, multi-team event, right? Like this year, St. Mary's in Washington on a neutral floor with home and homes like, you know, Stanford and um, a neutral against Cal, Gonzaga on the road, BYU on the road. Like it's an art and it can be hard to fully um, explain at times, but I'm telling you the difference in 18 and 20 games this is why Gonzaga has always tried to play as few 
of games as possible in the WCC. They don't want the round robin because they know what it means for their metrics. So the same thing applies to San Diego State, even though the league is really good. And the league is great right now. And you get into the league and all of a sudden you have all these quad one opportunities. But even with the league being really good, that doesn't mean you want to play additional games against the bottom of the league, in my opinion. In my opinion. Uh, JD Couch, thank you, man, for your super chat. Really do appreciate it. Uh, appreciate everyone's support here. If you're here live or on replay, thank you for the super chats and the super thanks. If you're here on replay, and again, please subscribe. You're on content. For Aztec fans, for Mountain West football and basketball fans, honestly, we talk so much here on the wrap-up show presented by my friend uh, Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. If you have any financial needs, I'll tell you more about Eric coming up. Click the link in the description down below. Aztec fan, huge supporter of my work. I've been working with them, so make sure to check out Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. J.D. Gacho says, UNLV is the wild card. Good luck figuring them out. I agree. I absolutely agree. They could be a bid stealer in march madness they play obviously on their home floor we've said that routinely over the last decade plus it doesn't typically work out where they even make a run maybe this year's different they are hot right now yeah they have puzzling losses i think southern at home air force by 32 at home literally makes no sense but they've got amazing wins at boise creighton on a neutral floor kind of home neutral floor in henderson nevada um they're very talented. We've seen it firsthand. I mean, San Diego State won a VA house, but it wasn't because UNLV wasn't a talented team. So they're they're dangerous. Uh, held on to win the other night in Fresno. If not for a five-point play that they allowed, you know, you could argue the, the officiating on that play with seconds left against Utah State, a four-point lead with seconds left. Utah State hits a three, and there's a foul under the basket, and they hit two free throws, and that's how Utah State wins. If that didn't happen, that one in – 20,000 play, something like that, maybe one in 100,000 play, then it's UNLV in first place because they have four losses. If they win that game, they've got three, and Utah State has four. And it's UNLV with the seventh-best metrics in the league. Probably even with that win, they'd have the seventh-best metrics in the league. They would be in first place alone. Think about that. That's how closely bunched up the Mountain West is in 2024. And to J.D. Gacho's point, they're fully capable of winning the Mountain West Tournament, along with six or seven other teams. Now, I think what truly would make them dangerous is if they secure a top five seed, because then they wouldn't have to play the possibility of four games in four days. That's hard for me to envision for anyone, not just play four and four, but win the fourth. But if they're one of the top five teams and they are on their home floor and they win even a game, all of a sudden it's it's tricky. It's a Friday night. It's a semifinal. You're in Vegas. They're clearly playing good basketball if that's the case. That becomes tricky. That would absolutely become tricky. Completely agree with that, J.D. Gaucho. Completely agree with that. Um, where else were we? Where else were we? Um, yeah, just talking about, again, um, the importance of, you know, non-conference scheduling and scheduling and how good this league has been here this year. And then, you know, looking ahead here to tomorrow night and what this is going to take. I think first things first, I don't think anyone should count on Donovan Dent not playing. If you aren't aware... Donovan Dent, who might be the most talented player on New Mexico. I don't think he gets near the acclaim or publicity. He's like Jalen House, who's the villain. Mark Ziegler wrote about that tonight. Or Jamal Mashburn Jr., son of a longtime NBA player that um, is a really good scorer, went on. They got really good interior threats. We saw it at the pit, right, when they had like their 15 or 20 blocks and JT Top and the freshman had a double-double. I mean, it's a, it's a really good team. Um, plays at quick tempo, uh, forces as many steals as most teams in the country. Um, can get under your skin, plays with high energy. I mean, I'm not telling anyone 
anything that they don't already know about New Mexico if you have followed this series over the last couple of years. But Donovan Dent, final play against Nevada in Reno on Tuesday night. Uh, Keenan Blackshear misses a shot, and then there was an offensive rebound, but I don't think Nevada got another shot off. I don't know the full particular. I watched it live, but Dent came up limp. He was like hobbling initially, and then he went down. And he had to be helped off the floor with an ankle. They did x-rays on it. They were negative, but he does have an ankle sprain. I talked to Jeff Grammer, Albuquerque Journal today on John and Jim, San Diego Sports 760. And, you know, he didn't know his status. I mean, he suspected doubtful, but, you know, I kind of take it with a grain of salt for a couple of reasons. A, it's mid-February. All these games are crucial. You could argue this game is just as important for New Mexico as it is for San Diego State. I mean, the the prospects of a road win at Viejas, I mean, that would, you know, carry weight all the way until Selection Sunday. I promise you that. And, um, you know, you just don't know. That was Tuesday. And then between Tuesday and Friday, um, I'd just be surprised if he didn't try to give it a go. You know, I don't know if he'll be 100%, but maybe he will be. Um, I don't know if he'll play. I don't know if he'll start. And he's a dynamic player, a really good player. But I would never count on someone not playing based on what I saw on Tuesday night. I've just seen it too often um, that you see something like that, and then two days later the player plays out of his mind. So my point in saying that is I don't know. I do know that he certainly had something with his ankle on Tuesday night, and maybe he doesn't play. Maybe he plays 40 minutes. Maybe he struggles. Maybe he's great. But it's something to at least consider. Going into the game, we know what House is capable of. I mean, the only team to beat San Diego State a year ago, Viejas, was New Mexico behind Jalen House. And you know he feeds off it all. Homer Road, um, if it's a bit of a snowball effect with him, right? Like if he gets going, look out. And San Diego State has to do everything in their power to prevent him from getting going. Um, maybe he picks up a quick foul or two. Um, again, defending Jalen House is critical. Avoiding turnovers with House as the on-ball defender is critical. And, you know, Mashburn's been up and down this year. He's been bothered by a thumb ligament injury, and he hasn't been fully healthy, and he hasn't shot it overly well. But he did against Nevada the other night when they absolutely had to have it. Down three, he hits a left-wing three that was contested from five feet behind the line to tie the game. And then after Nevada goes up two, he's wide open in the left corner. He drills a three, and that's the margin. That's the final bucket in the game, 83-82. So he is a fully capable scorer that comes up in big moments, as does Jalen House, as does Donovan Dent. And their interior is legitimate and a force. And we saw that um, a couple of weeks ago at the pit. So this game obviously isn't taken lightly with New Mexico winning at Viejas last year, with them winning at the pit earlier this year. And if truth be told, yes, San Diego State, remember last year, they clinched a share of the regular season title on Lamont Butler's buzzer beater at the pit when he hit a 30-footer straight on. But if that shot doesn't go in, New Mexico would have a three-game winning streak against San Diego State. Now, thankfully, the shot did go in. But um, they pose challenges, is my point. And Brian Dutcher said that here tonight. And I'll I'll say this. The crowd was so good slash critical on Tuesday night. The same applies for Friday night. Like, it's got to be in full effect. And the crowd's been amazing this year. Um Hence, the fact that San Diego State is one of the few undefeated home teams in the nation still standing here in 2024. But tomorrow night's a night to bring it, right? It's a night to bring it, uh, get there early, be loud, stand, cheer, lose your voice, whatever you got to do. You know it matters. If you if you were there for Colorado State or even watching on TV, the game turned. It's like a, you know, what's the cliche? It was like kind of a tsunami effect. It just happened so quick. It's 
it's like it can't be overcome for a road team. I mean, you know, San Diego State's been there on the road. You're in the pit and all the momentum's going against you. It's tough to turn that thing around. And I think we felt that a bit in the second half. That's probably an exaggerated effect. It's not like you're going to outscore everyone 41-11 because of a good crowd. But did it play a role? You'd be kidding to think it didn't play a role. You'd be kidding to think it didn't play a role to some effect on um, on Tuesday night. So hopefully it plays a role again on Friday night. I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. Um, I really am. Friday night, home, New Mexico and San Diego State, long-time series, good games over the course of, you know, decades really at this point both teams vying for an ncaa tournament berth both teams vying potentially for a regular season title you know arguably the best two teams in the league um so we'll see we shall see um okay let's see here guys i'm gonna try to get to some comments um that have rolled in here throughout the course of the last uh, 20 or 25 minutes try to get to some of those if you have questions um anything you want me to get to feel free to put it in the chat i'll try to get to as many as i can over the next 20 or so minutes again here live or on replay if you wouldn't mind subscribing i do appreciate that year-round content for aztec fans mountain west basketball and football fans please subscribe smash the like button for me you can follow me on twitter at john schaefer and again thank you for the super chats by clicking the dollar sign below the chat box and thank you for your memberships as well before we get to the comments i do want to thank our title sponsor here wouldn't be able to do this without your support everyone here live or on replay also without the support of my friend eric lanier at higher impact financial who's been working on a financial plan for me and my family and he can do the same for you and you can set up a free 15-minute consultation by clicking the link in the description down below right now i just talked to eric after an initial consultation for the better part of an hour and i'm telling you as someone that isn't really good with planning for retirement or dealing with taxes or necessarily knowing everything I need to know from a financial planning perspective, even as a homeowner, Eric can make it simple and easy. He's been able to do that for me and my wife. Uh, he simplified it. He can do it for you and your family as well. He supports our work. He's an Aztec fan. He's based right here in Southern California. So if you have any financial needs, including financial planning, right, retirement planning, any questions, tax purposes, get in contact with Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. Click the link in the description down below. Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. All right, let's see here, guys. Um, tried to run through some of this, Stephen. He says he missed the Dutcher show. I hope uh, the Johnster gives us a nutshell recap of any all pertinent talking points. Again, NIL is important. Pick up a Catapult U shirt, okay? All the proceeds go to the Mesa Foundation. Um New Mexico is dangerous, as we know. Uh Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters 
because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, what else? The league, you know, you, you know, he feels like it's well-positioned. Obviously, can't guarantee six, can't guarantee five, but it feels like it's well positioned. And again, that second half, he said he's, you know, he's coached a long time as an assistant or a head coach. He hasn't seen a lot of games that played out the way Tuesday night played out. Uh, Stephen, following up, Caitlin Clark, incredible 40 footer to set the all time scoring record in women's college basketball. Um, she's an amazing talent. She really is. I mean, who averages 32 points, eight assists, and seven rebounds? That's like LeBron James in the NBA, and she's doing it in college. She's amazing. And I think the biggest story in college basketball, men's or women's, and uh, she should be celebrated for what she's been able to accomplish. At the, I mean, it's an amazing story. It really is an amazing story. Um, and yeah, it's kind of mind-boggling to watch how it's how it's playing out. It really is. Uh, let's see here, guys. Ryan saying LFG SDSU. Yes, I think Woodstock Pizza, by the way, has an LFG SDSU pizza that benefits the Mesa Foundation. So make sure to. Check that out. Is that right? She finished with 49 today. I know she outscored Michigan in the first quarter. She had 23 first quarter points. Remember women's basketball, four 10-minute quarters. She had 23 in the first quarter. Michigan had 22, like Jaden Ledee the other night, 22 in the second half. Colorado State had 11. 49 points is just unbelievable. Men's or women's, NBA, whatever it is, it's just unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. Um Rich, what's going on, man? Good to see you the other night. I saw Rich McGuire, by the way, was wearing the Catapult U shirt the other night at VA Haas Arena. Rich, you were one of two people I saw wearing it. I saw someone else post about it on social media. So I think there were at least a handful of people that had it at VA Haas uh, last week. Again, you could pick it up by clicking the link pinned at the top of the chat. He says, uh, okay, Bill Vinovich was calling way too many offensive fouls against Aztecs um, in the first half and Colorado State in the second half. Yeah, there were a few offensive fouls in that game called off ball. Um, Vinovich maybe give him the benefit since he had been officiating the Super Bowl two days earlier and he was a late sub to actually officiate the uh, the game, the CSU game on Tuesday. Um, was it the you know the best officiating crew or job on Tuesday night? It's hard, man. It's a hard job. It's a really hard job is what I would say. It's a really hard job. I saw Colorado State fans saying it was the officiating. I saw San Diego State fans in the first half saying it was the officiating. I mean, it's just... It's every night. It's every night, basically. Uh, what's going on, Force Ghost Fabio, who is listening slash watching from Shelton, Washington? Where are you guys hanging out from tonight? Put it in the chat. If you're here on replay, put it in the comments down below. Where are you guys watching or listening from here tonight? Uh, Kevin says, Aztecs are building the key metrics that based on past trends has a championship makeup. Unfortunate the polls don't better reflect metrics. I don't even – I'm at the point – and yeah, I'll talk about him because it's content and it's, I don't know, 
you know, something to talk about, but the, the polls literally mean nothing. So when the selection committee sits down that final week before selection Sunday, it's not even a component in the conversation. Now, could it set narratives? You know, could it be in your mind? I mean, you know, perception's reality, but it's not on the quote unquote team sheet. The team sheet that they're looking for or looking at for all teams does not include AP or coaches poll. So Ken Pomeroy, Ken Pom is much more important. Net rankings, predictive metrics, right? Um, all of these things are much more valuable for the selection committee. They're not end-all, be-all, by the way. It's not, hey, net is 18, you're in. You have to have a resume. You have to have accomplished something. You can't just be winning in the computer. That's the beautiful thing about San Diego State. They have a resume and they have good computer numbers. Like Gonzaga is a little bit different than that. They've got really good computer numbers, but their resume is lacking. So you're, you're not guaranteed in because you have good computer numbers, but good computer numbers with good wins and a good overall body of work puts you in a very good spot. And that's where San Diego State is. Again, to your point, Kevin, I've seen some of the stuff like on you know the Facebook groups that we're in, and I think they do. I think they do bode well. But we also know the NCAA tournament is a unique animal. And there's a reason we call it madness. And there's a reason it's like agony, ecstasy type stuff, one and done. Um, I like the way the Aztecs are playing. I love the way the metrics look. It was amazing what they accomplished last year in March. And we hope that they can do something comparable here this March. But you just don't know, is my point. You just don't know how it's going to play out. Am I excited to watch it play out? You better believe I am. Um, Tim says Aztecs don't have the easiest remaining schedule. I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't think it's the hardest among the contenders, and I don't think it's the easiest among the contenders. I think you're right. And then he says that last 927 against Colorado State was amazing. Yeah, did they score in the last 927? Maybe two free throws. Uh, Adam, what's going on, man? He goes on to say, Jay Pal absolutely must play more. I'm sorry, he's just everywhere whenever he gets in the game. Doesn't take stupid shots, long arms. Pal should be playing more minutes than anyone not named Ladie. He played a lot. On Tuesday, I think his minutes have only increased since the beginning of the season. Brian Dutcher said tonight, you know, people get enamored with, I'm paraphrasing, people get enamored a little bit like with the AP poll with starting lineups. But at the end of the day, you know, who's playing down the stretch matters in, in games that have yet to be decided. And, and Jay Powell has played a lot of minutes for this team in, in second halves and down stretches. And yeah, he had some big moments. I mean, some of his recent home games, was it Utah State, 16 points, five of five shooting? A couple of nights ago, obviously, against CSU, he was dynamite, completely dynamite in that game. Uh, Rich says, I compare Jay Powell to AG since he is key off the bench, but the way he swats the ball reminds me of Mensa. He's a block machine. You know what, You know what, Rich? It's a good point, but he also is um, his, just his senses, like his sixth sense, so to speak. He just knows He's not out of a play defensively, if you watch. like He's got like cat-like instincts and those extra long arms, to your point. like He blocks shots that don't appear to be blockable, if that makes sense. He kind of gets back into a play. San Jose State is the perfect example. If not for Pal and his recovery, Aztecs easily could lose that game. You're probably going to overtime, or you are going to overtime, and you could lose the game. So he won him a game. At San Jose State with a remarkable defensive play. I didn't even think he was in the play. Um, so that's a perfect example. And he's done that a lot. He's done that a lot. Much in the end of um, SC Utah. I don't really know the impact for San Diego State. I think Utah's kind of holding on for their NCAA tournament lives at large perspective. You cannot lose at SC. 
if you're Utah with the year that SC has had, and SC is clinging to a two-point lead and at the free throw line with 11 seconds to play, that would not be a good loss for the University of Utah. Yeah, I'm with you, Joey. I mean, think back to the pit game. San Diego State started really well. I forget what. They probably built a seven-point lead midway through the first half, and then all of a sudden, House gets going. I think he had a personal 11-0 run in that game, and he just changes everything. But he's kind of like, as he goes, they go, which is good for New Mexico because he's a really good player. Um, I'm watching this play out, by the way, between Utah and USC, and USC is going to win this game. It was a big block at one end, and then they, Utah couldn't commit a foul. Not that anyone cares. Anyway, but USC is going to win this game, it appears. Um, but he is terrifying once he gets going. He has to be contained. Not, he's not going to be shut down. Right, even shutting down Stevens for a half was remarkable. I mean, you'd love for something like that to happen. You just hope that for him to get his, it takes volume. Same thing with Mashburn. For him to get his, you hope it takes volume. You know they'll have some impact on the game. Uh, you just want to limit it, and you want to you know, prevent those 6-0 house runs, those 8-0 Mashburn runs, if possible. I don't have an update. I, I, you know, I haven't looked. If someone, has, if someone wants to Google that or look at an article maybe in the Denver Post or – out in Fort Collins. Uh, I don't know what happened with Cartier. I feel bad for him. He says, speaking of ankles, I wonder how Cartier feels after being helped off the floor Tuesday. Rams play Utah State next. Yeah, that that looked really bad. I don't know what happened. I mean, initially, I, I was really worried about it. I don't know if it's high ankle. I don't know if it was ankle, knee. I mean, it's lower body. And he's a good player, really good player. And you hate to see it. I hated seeing that. I really did. I hated to see it. Um and that would be a significant loss for Colorado State. Hopefully he bounces back. I, I just don't know. I just don't know if he will or not. Uh, Adam says, we don't match up well with New Mexico. We struggled last year also. They are a big team this year also. Yeah, Brian Dutcher was asked about that tonight during his coach's show. Would you change the lineup because of their size? Um, and, you know, he, he didn't really commit one way or the other. He said it's a possibility. He said, I don't think we've ever changed the lineup as much as we have this year at San Diego State. So maybe you'll see that. Maybe that's a reason why Jay Powell could potentially start. Tomorrow we'll play more minutes, Adam, to your point. Maybe he doesn't start, but he plays you know 27 minutes off the bench potentially in a game like tomorrow because of their size. I think it's an interesting point. Kevin says uh, rebounding and limiting turnovers against the Lobos is critical, especially live ball turnovers, right? Those steals that are live ball situations that lead to runouts. Like you can really negate some of their runs potentially if you limit live ball turnovers. Easier said than done, but hopefully at home, San Diego State off more success at it. Um, Parrish fouled out with only 16 minutes of play at the pit, and obviously he can be a difference maker. There's no question about that. There's no question about it. Um, yeah, I mean, the whistles always discussed the value of it home road. You know, I who was it? There was someone that covers college basketball. I forget his name. Kevin Sweeney he does some stuff with Field of 68. He's got a good following. I mean, he's, he's someone that, you know, makes his living discussing and covering. He's a media member that covers college basketball. And, you know, I kind of took exception to what he put at some point in the second half along the lines of like, nobody gets a whistle like San Diego State does get does at Viejas. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, buddy. The whistle has nothing or very little, I should say. I shouldn't say nothing. Had very little to do with what happened in the second half. That was like a tsunami effect, what happened in the second half. And don't tell me it was because of because of officiating. Officiating didn't shoot three of 25. Officiating wasn't plus 27 on the glass. Officiating didn't score 22 points in the second half like Jaden Ledee. And then I went on to say, I'm like, and by the way, did you watch the first half where Jane Ledee played seven minutes and was in foul trouble? So, and by the way, in, in 12 Mountain West games, San Diego State has had more free throw attempts than its opponent six times. 
So you could argue, well, yeah, some of that's coming at home and they're not getting on the road, but that, that's just life in college basketball. These are tough buildings and environments, and they're not easy games to officiate. And it's not a guarantee, by the way, that San Diego State's going to get this great whistle at home. We've watched enough games to see San Diego State not get great whistles at home. So there's no, and that's something to consider tomorrow as well. There's no guarantee San Diego State is going to attempt more free throws free throws to New Mexico or stay out of foul trouble and the Lobos will be in it. You just don't know. I don't know what the crew is. and We have no clue how the game is going to be officiated. And every single night is different. Uh, Kevin says, John, what did Medved yell to get teed up? I know you heard it. I, I, he just he just lost his mind. It wasn't anything of, it, it wasn't anything r- ridiculous. He just, I think that considering the snowball effect that was occurring, he felt as if probably he had, he had to do something in the off chance and maybe it would reverse the course for his team and that didn't happen we've seen that happen before i don't i don't blame him for getting teed up nothing was going right and then he saw a call at midcourt that went the other way that he didn't like so i don't don't blame him at all he just lost his mind which will happen in a game in a game like that yes the 11 points and a half are the fewest points san diego state has ever allowed in a half in a mountain west conference game let's see here uh, Joey says, I'm very surprised New Mexico's on the bubble to a lot of bracketologists. I agree with you. I mean, their overall body of work, including the metrics, is good. They, I think what bracketologists would say, and I listen to a lot of this stuff, would say that they lack quality road wins, maybe even road neutral, even though they have a lot of road neutral wins. Now they got one. They got a quad one win at Nevada, so maybe that shuts people up. Of course, they could get one tomorrow night. Hopefully, we don't see it. Um where, like, again, San Diego State can always hang their hat on what they've done neutral this year and the Gonzaga win. Where heading into that Nevada game, New Mexico just didn't have it. And you need to prove to the committee you can win outside of your home building. And both of these teams are dynamic at home. San Diego State's been better. New Mexico's lost back-to-back home games somehow. Um, but you have to prove you can win road and neutral. And San Diego State's done it, even though you know a lot of Aztec fans say, oh, when are they going to win a big game on the road? They have. I mean, they <laughs> Gonzaga is a big win. The committee isn't concerned about conference as opposed to non-conference and neutral matters as well. So I think San Diego State has cleared that hurdle. I think New Mexico probably has quieted most of the doubters for the time being, but their margin is thinner than San Diego State because their overall resume is not as good as the Aztecs. Now, they can afford to lose a Viejas. That's not going to keep them out of the NCAA tournament, but can they afford to lose another home game or to a, you know, quad two or three opponent on the road that that remains to be that remains to be seen they've been good on the road i think they've won four consecutive road games so they have been good on the road um again this might be their you know toughest task coming up at va house jd gacho says coaching matters one year after reaching the title game san diego state prepping for another ncaa run one year after an ncaa bid ucsb's turning in a lost season that says a lot about Dutcher and Joe Pasternak. You know, I don't I don't follow as much of the Big West, um, but I can speak to the level of, you know, sustained success that San Diego State has had under Steve Fisher and Brian Dutcher. And it's amazing, even in the constantly evolving landscape of college athletics that now have multiple time transfers and no sit-out rules and NIL and everything just changes. But one thing that hasn't is the success that San Diego State is enjoying. And hopefully that continues moving into the future. Yes, Sarah, that's right. I know you did. I think you tweeted about it. Very cool. Sarah had her Catapult U t-shirt on as well. Again, check it out. Here, I'll stand up for a second. It's cool. It's available in uh, gray and black. I probably should have picked up black, to be honest, because uh, the blackout tomorrow night. 
Uh, Gustavo's watching in. TJ, thank you, Gustavo. Good to have you here. Uh, okay. I don't want to read that name. <laughs> uh, Orange County for Joey. Omar is watching from his couch. I agree, Rich. The AP poll is worthless. I agree. It is. Like Joey says, at the beginning of the year, he got wrapped up in the AP poll. It just doesn't matter. Again, it does a set a perception. Would you like to be included in it? It's it's really a barometer of East Coast voters and power leagues. It's always and it's always so late to react. It's always like a week behind. It, it, it with each passing day and season, it becomes more and more irrelevant. I, I wonder how much longer it's going to exist. To be honest, I mean, as opposed to putting AP rankings on the bottom line, why don't they put the top twenty-five teams according to like Bart Torvik or Ken Pomeroy or the net rankings? That's what they should do. That's what actually matters to the selection committee. Gustavo says, "Great atmosphere and comeback Tuesday, at Vieja." Stroke from Tijuana. I love that. With some friends to watch an Aztec win. See you tomorrow at the pre-show and game. Go Aztecs. Please say hi, Gustavo. That's super cool. Um, love the fact that I can kind of see the analytics. I love the fact that we have people watching, not just obviously here in California or in the U.S., but people in Mexico, TJ. We, I see there's people in Asia. There's people in Europe. It's really, really cool to see where people watch, whether it's live or on replay. And obviously San Diego State and its proximity to the border. Um, it's really neat to see the fact that you know the influence isn't just – you know, it's a binational university, and um, obviously there's a lot of interest, not just here in San Diego, but also south of the border. So super cool. Um, yeah, I mean, Kansas lost, but Kansas, what is the thing I heard the other night? Kansas has lost five road conference games, but has been inside the AP top 10 all year. They lost by 29 points to an unranked team. Yet they'll still be in the top 10 next week. And their metrics are very good. It's not, it's not a knock on Kansas. I mean, Kansas plays in a great league and you know, they get their, they get tough tests from everyone every single night. They're the university of Kansas and they've been really good at home. I mean, they, they have very good resume, but like you lost by 29. Like, shouldn't there be some level of punishment for that type of defeat? Um, I saw this Kevin, they won it overtime, right? Where were they at? LIU? I've called a game. Where, where were they? Were they at LIU <laughs> Brooklyn tonight? I know that elevator because I've been in it. Fairly Dickinson, first team to get locked in an elevator pregame and come back to win in overtime. Jim Russell shows some respect. Jim Russell doesn't even know what Fairly Dickinson is or LIU. Or he called Furman Furnham last year uh, before the tournament. And then they beat Virginia. And then San Diego State beat them by 30 points. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, Gustavo. Um, look out for UNLV, easier schedule. They still have San Diego State in Vegas. I agree with you. I completely agree. Very dangerous team. One of the one of the handful of teams that are capable of being dangerous down the stretch in the Mountain West. Adam, yeah, when numbers 4 through 15, the AP changed so much every week now with the parity in the game, the AP is insanely useless. Voters don't even watch West Coast basketball. They just check scores. Agree? Um, yeah, he does. He's got a really good basketball IQ. That's a good way to put it. You're right. He just does. He just has a knack for it. I, I think it's kind of like an eight. You know, obviously some of it is teaching and coaching and schooling, but some of it's also innate. You know, I think he's a fifth-year college player at this point. He just he just gets it. I mean, he, he just knows his game and plays it to a T. Um, that's what I've seen, especially as the season has has gone along a little bit. Oh, was that Josh Morgan who had that late block? He played, I want to say, at Long Beach State. We saw him uh, at Viejas years ago, three, four years ago, and I thought he was a really good player then. And uh, I think he's a really good player now. I, I watched SC a couple times this year, I think, 
one of them, what was it, the Rady Children's Invitational? They got talent everywhere. It just has not worked. It's not worked at all. No, not Braden. Uh, we don't know on Dent. I mean, he suffered an ankle. There's no question about it. I had Jeff Grammer, Albuquerque Journal on, and he said he was just theorizing that he thought he'd be doubtful. But I, I kind of theorize opposite. I'm like, huge game. You know, unless it's a break, which it isn't because x-rays are negative, I kind of would be surprised if he didn't play. Now, is he going to be effective? I have no clue. He might not play. But, I mean, I'd be surprised in a game like this if he didn't play. That, that's just my two cents on it. Omar says AP polls a joke. Yeah, zero Mountain West teams rank right now. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, T-Mac, thank you again. Appreciate your super chat. Really do appreciate it. He says the uh, UNLV freshman point guard, Deedon Thomas, uh, definitely bothered House. He did not seem as confident as normal. San Diego State can handle him and the Lobos. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, absolutely, fully capable. Aztecs are a favorite tomorrow, as they should be at home. Um, they'll have all the motivation in the world. That doesn't mean it's a guarantee, nor is it easy. And House and Mashburn, Dent, too, are the type of players that, even if you play well, can hit tough shots. Late in shot clock, off balance, contested. They, they can hit a few of them. They're, they're, they're the type of players that are capable of scoring 30 points in a game. Doesn't mean they will, but they're capable of doing it, even, you know, under tough circumstances. Because we've seen it before, because we saw what Jalen House, you know, has done to the Aztecs essentially for the better part of the last two years. Yeah, Rich, I remember that game. Mark Madsen getting teed up at San Juan Capistrano. That completely changed the game. That worked out for Cal. It did not work out for Nico Medved and Colorado State the other night. Um, let's see a couple more, Kevin, appreciate you watching in Oceanside and hoping the drive tomorrow is better than Tuesday. I think it will be. There were accidents. It was a 6 PM start. I think tomorrow, 7 PM start, get there early. I don't know if there's going to be a slide or not. The TV term for like pushing the game back five or 10 minutes, because I don't think there's a college basketball game before this game on FS1, which is good news for viewers. Um, but get the, you know, give yourself an extra 20 minutes tomorrow and get in your seats early. Be there and be loud, as you always are, as you always are. Six o'clock games are tough. I'm sorry. I mean, people have jobs. Um, so, of course, the building's not going to be entirely filled at 6 p.m. But I think 7.05 on a Friday night, hopefully the building is you know 99% filled at 7 and 100% filled by 7.10. Um, LIU, LIU. What are they? The Sharks now? They changed, I think. <laughs> Weird name. Although, I guess it makes sense on the water. Uh, yeah, I mean, North County, you know can be tough. So leave, give yourself extra time. Give yourself an extra, I said 20 minutes, make it like 30 minutes, make it 45, give yourself extra time. And they're doing the courtyard event as well outside. So get there early, have some food, have some drink, say hi, we'll be broadcasting up there. So I'll be outside at six. I'm not doing my radio show. I'm doing in the studio and then I'll be out there um, for the pregame at 6 PM. I mean, it's an interesting point, JD Gaucho. Um, who would have thought UCSD would be San Diego State's second best road win to this point? I mean, UCSD has really good metrics. Are they still inside the top 100? They're near it. Um, obviously, Gonzaga road win is massive because that's like a top 20 type road win, which is easier said than done. There's not a lot of top 20 road wins that have occurred in the country this year. So I don't think you need much, to be honest, beyond that. And they, they have enough beyond it. They they have, you know, a UCSD and you know, the Air Forces and the San Jose States, they have enough. Would they prefer to have more? Of course. I mean, would you prefer to have one of these Boise, Nevada? Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Um, do you want to get what's to come here? You know, Logan specifically won't be easy, but, you know, Vegas, Fresno. Yeah, I mean, can they get two of the last three road games? That, that could go a long way to determining who wins the regular season title. 
Uh, Brayden says he'd like to see Butler on house. Was on Dent last time, but if he plays, then make sure we force Dent to guard the ball as much as possible with the bum ankle. Let House and Mash take bad shots. Yeah, you just don't know what these guys. I mean, I've been saying it recently. Like you know, tough shot takers and makers uh, doesn't guarantee they go in. They they've had games where they've shot their team out of games. They've had games where they shoot the opponent out of games. That's the dangerous part about facing elite guard play, and it's not going to be one solution in terms of guarding this team. It's not. It's not just going to be Butler on house for the entire game. It's going to take. It's going to take everything. It's going to take obviously Miles Bird off the bench. It's going to take um, good wing play, Parish, Waters. Right. It's going to take a good, sound team effort, guard play, the interior play with New Mexico. What they're capable of. It, it's, it's a, it's a challenge. It is. Yeah. Like, how often will House be called for reaching and grabbing? We're going to find out tomorrow night. He wasn't called for it at the pit. Will he be called for it tomorrow night at VAOS? This is good news. NASCAR Truck Series proceeds SX game tomorrow in FS1. I don't know much about NASCAR Truck Series. I don't know if those run long or if they fit into that TV window. I'm presuming it fits into a TV window if that's the case. And I think the front page of the game notes for San Diego State say 705 tip, which typically means the TV tip. So I'm assuming no television slide. The game will start at 705. So plan to get there uh, for 7 p.m. All right, Kevin. Yeah, go Aztec, smash the Lobos. Thanks, John. Thank you, guys. Um, that's going to do it for me here tonight on the wrap-up show. We'll have more for you uh, following this big marquee showdown between the Aztecs and the Lobos Friday night at 7 p.m. If you are here, if you wouldn't mind subscribing, I appreciate it. Smashing the like button. Following me on Twitter at John Schaefer. Appreciate your super thanks if you're here on replay. And please support our title sponsor of the wrap-up show, Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. You can set up a free 15-minute consultation for your financial planning needs. Click the link in the description down below. Whatever you need, retirement planning, uh, tax help, whatever it is, just have some general questions. Get in contact with Eric Lanier by clicking the link in the description down below. Adam, thank you. Joey, thank you. Rich, thank you. Everyone here, thank you. Stephen, uh, Kevin Hare, uh, appreciate you guys. Really do appreciate you again. And last point, I'll say it one more time. Pick this up. Support, support the show. Support the collective. Why not, right? Support the Mesa Foundation. It's important for San Diego State student-athletes. All right, thanks, guys. My name is John Schaefer. This has been The Wrap-Up Show, presented by my friend Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. See you guys tomorrow at VA House. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.